Blog Talk Radio.
for us to be adopted into the royal family of God. That is a blessing. It ain't what people think. It's what it is. It's just a blessing. And people may make you feel like it's not a blessing. You hang around these old negative folks. They make you feel like being a Christian ain't nothing. I mean, well, what does it prosper? What do you gain from it? What have I gotten? Well, they have missed the point of the whole thing. Because walking in the ways of God is the best thing you can ever do to be born again, to be a Christian. I tell you what, I am far better today being a Christian than I would being a sinner. Yet if we lose these material things in the world, and then we start counting there as, as Christianity or as something spiritual. Paul said that the world said that gain is godliness. But Paul said uh, gain with contentment. Uh, uh, godliness with contentment must gain. If you're just godly and content with what you have, that is must gain. I want to come to this afternoon, and I want to talk from the number one song. And I'm going to take it verse by verse. And I'm trying to explain to the best I know how. And I hope you get a blessing from it. Walking in the righteousness. Uh-huh, walking in righteousness. The blessing that comes from walking right. Uh-huh, the things that come when you ain't right. See, God going to bless you, but you got to do right to get be blessed. He told Cain in the beginning of the Bible in Scripture, he said, if you do well, I'll bless you too. Cain was mad at God because God didn't receive his offering. God didn't receive his offering because he didn't bring it in the right way. He didn't bring it in the right fashion. God had told him exactly how he wanted him to bring his offering when he came, concerning the animal as well as concerning the, uh, the, the livestock and, and uh, the seed, where you have a seed offering or where you were doing crops or corn or wheat or, or barley. God told him how to bring it. So, so Abel did just what God did, said. Abel brought the first fruit he had, and not only did he bring the first fruit, he brought it with a smile. He brought it with a praise. He brought it with gratitude. But no, Cain, not only did he bring God the wrong thing, he brought it with the wrong attitude. Went in and got some some animal that was that probably had a, a broke leg or a scar or a blemish. He already told him, do not bring me no broken animal. Don't go bring me no scar, and don't bring me the second or the third. God told him to bring him the third, and he come bringing God what he wanted God to have. And that's what we're doing today. We want God to bless us. We want God to bless us, but 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 we won't bring God what he told us to bring. We want to bring God what we want to bring him, and we want him to just bless us. Did the scripture not say that he withhold no good thing for them that walk upright? If you walk upright and God ain't blessing you, listen, God ain't wrong. God ain't never wrong. Ain't no way you can tell me that you walking upright and God ain't blessing you. Now, you need to go back and check your data. You need to go back and check your life. You need to go back and have an inventory somewhere, somewhere along the way. If you're walking in the ways of God, God is not going to forsake you. God is not going to cast you off. God's not going to punish you like a sinner, those like you unsaved, and here you is walking in his ways. Blessed is the man. Hear what I say. Blessed is the man who walks in the ways of God. He shall not be made of shame. If you walk right, God's going to bless you. He's going to bring you from the bottom to the top. He's going to bring you from being sick to be well. He's going to bring you from nothing to have something. He's going to bring you from a bow down here to an uplifted head. Do you hear what I say? So you just keep on waiting. If you're living right, if you're crossing your teeth and dotting your eye, if you're walking according to the word of God to the best of your ability, hang on in there. Be ye steadfast. Be unmovable. Always abiding in the work of the Lord. The Bible says when you've done all you can to stand, stand anyhow. I encourage you, don't you give up. Don't you throw in the towel because I'm ain't nothing working in my favor. See what it is. You're you looking at the natural. And because the natural not falling the way you want it, you're getting discouraged. You can't, you, listen, you can't control people. And that's what is around you, around people that got their own self-will. You can't control people. You can't control your husband. You can't control your wife. You can't control your children. You can't control your supervisor. You can't control your friend. You can't control your neighbors. And for that reason, because things ain't working in your way because you thought it ought to be this way, you're so discouraged because you're trying to do something that God hadn't done. You have to learn that when things ain't working in your favor, 
You got to learn when people ain't acting like you want them to act. You got to take courage. You got to keep a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Because the devil can, he'll kick you sad every day. He'll have you focus on the circumstances. He'll have you focus on your surroundings. He'll have you focus on the people on your job, the people in your home, uh, the people at your church. And you just got negativity everywhere because you made it negative. Listen, if you make something negative everywhere you go, if you see negativity everywhere you go, you're going to have a negative life. And you can't prosper walking in negativity. you got to learn to see the positive. That's why I so often that song, that favorite song that I sang on the beginning of the, of, of the message, the beginning of the, of, 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 the, of the hour, is that I won't complain. Well, when I, well, all of my good days. Outweigh my bad days. You got to start adding up your good days. Listen to this, and you never can be wrong. If you add up your good days and don't add up your bad days, your good days are always going to be more than your bad days. You might say, well, I got bad days. I see it. I know you do, but don't add them up. You see what I'm saying? Don't add them up. If you don't add them up, they won't pile up to be nothing. All you have on your page is a good day. Now, start adding up your good days and leave the old days alone. They already badly did. Why do you want to add up something already done happen? The day's already bad. They can't help none. The Bible says you can't change the, stature, the length of your hair, the stature of your length. You, so why are you worrying about something else that you have no control? Leave your bad days alone. They done happen. They're behind you. They're in the past. And reach for the good days. For there is some good days coming. And you quit speaking cursing your own self. For the Bible said we're cursed by our own lips. Don't you know if life and death are in the power of your tongue, then you better be careful what you say with your mouth because your tongue will curse you. Your tongue will keep you sick. Your tongue will keep you bound. Your, your tongue will keep confusion in your marriage, confusion in your church, confusion on your job because that mouth you got, you just keep on running it in a negative way and it's sitting in that negative vibe because there's power in your word. Huh? You not know which, but you got power with God. And when you open your mouth, the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Speak life to every dead situation. Somebody needs to speak life. You've been speaking death. You've been speaking defeat. You, not need, to, you need to change your conversation and start speaking. I know you feel bad. I know you're weak, but if I was to let him that is weak, say he's strong. Start saying you're strong. I don't care if you're walking like a turtle. Get up and say, I'm strong. I'm going to be all right. God's going to heal me. I'm going to get through this right here. This sickness is not going to take me in my grave. Huh? I'm going to have my health back out of the way. I'm going to have my strength back out of the way. My marriage is going to be all out of the way. My job is going to be all right out of the way. My children are going to call me. They ain't called me in a long time. My children are going to call me out of the way, and they're going to call me. And yes, they is. Yeah, you've been divided from your children for a long time, and it looks like they ain't going to call. But you need to sit around there. And write on a piece of paper said, my child is going to call me. If your child hadn't called you in a long time, you need to do this prophetically. Write on a piece of paper, put that piece of paper on your table and say, listen, my child is going to call me. My baby going to call his mama. Yeah, and honey, you, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked at how God will work such a miracle. A lady called me one time many years ago. I remember she told me that her child hadn't spoken to her in 15 years. She said she don't know who he is. She don't. She know he's out there on the on the road. He be driving trucks and everything. She said he ain't called her in a long time. She called him. He won't respond back. She's an apostle. I was a pastor. Didn't want an apostle. She said, "Will you pray for my me that my child will call me?" And this child ain't called this woman over fifteen years. She ain't heard nothing from him. He ain't returned no nothing. And when she asked me to pray for her, I prayed for her. And the next night, her child called her on the truck that he was on out there traveling and called his mama. He called her. He called her with tears and apologized that he hadn't spoke to her in such a long time. Don't you know that prayer changes things? Don't you know if you hang on in there? Don't you know if you keep on living right? I'm talking to people who are living right. Yeah, you could you could let the 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 folk that call you a holy roller, you all this and you all that. Yes, you is all this. You a royal priesthood. You are holy people. You are peculiar. Keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on telling the truth. Tell the truth whether they like it or not. Don't sugarcoat God's word. Don't take nothing away from God's word. Yeah, they might walk with you and not be your friend no more. Your children might walk out of the house and don't come back. You tell them the truth. Don't you let your children lay around there and shack up in the house because they think they're grown and you should you should understand that, that we're living in a different generation and that's what people do now. They shack, tell them, yeah, go here but not here in this house. 
for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. you got to take back control of your house. you got to know you want God to bless you. Start walking back in the blessings of the Lord, walking back in the ways of God. See, this is how you get the, the blessings of God. You walk in the ways of God. Let's look at the number one first song. Got all excited about that and got, and got away from the song. Go with me if you got it. The number one song. Let's see what the song what the psalm says. It says here in the number one song, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners. Oh, did you hear what I say? Blessed is the man or woman or, or teenager or child. If you've been born again and you're a Christian, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. You're not letting wicked people counsel you. Come and tell you, you ought to do this, you ought to do that. I wouldn't do that. Uh, hey, I know what your mom said, but, hey, man, we out here partying tonight. This is what you ought to do. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with, with doing a little sinning every now and then. God understands you ain't going to be perfect. Do not let wicked people counsel you. Do not let ungodly people counsel you, telling you it's okay to sin, telling you it's okay to do, do, to do wrong. God hates sin. The scripture said God hates sin. It said, God, H-A-T-E, hates sin. Now, if God hates sin, how is somebody going to convince you it is all right to walk in sin? God hates sin, and he hate the, He, he, he loves us, but he hates our deeds, our sinful deeds, and God will destroy sin. And if sin is in you, then you're going to be destroyed if you don't depart from him. So don't walk in the counsel of the wicked and let wicked people counsel you. That means letting somebody encourage you. The Bible says he that breaks the law and teach others to do it, names shall be taken out of the book of life. You need to be careful when you try to teach somebody to do wrong. Not only will you, is you going to get in trouble, but God going to take your name out of the book of life. You ain't going to heaven. You ain't going to walk around no heaven all day. You ain't going to see no heaven if, you, if you're doing wrong and teaching others to do so. It's one thing for you to do wrong, but then you're going to try and teach somebody else to do the same thing. God said he will take your name out of the book. So be careful when you try to discourage people and know that they're living right, know that they're Christian. You're trying to get them to smoke, get them to drink some liquor, trying to get them to do some drugs. Talking about, it's okay, God understands. you messing with God. That, that person belongs to God, and you're defiling them. Huh? You're offending them. God said it better that a millstone be tied about your neck, and you be casting the seat that put your hand on one to leash one of him. So you need to be careful. So you that are walking upright, I come and encourage you. A reward is coming one day. God is going to pay you. Oh, not only in heaven, not only eternal life, but God is going to bless you down here too. For the scripture said, if any man give up anything in this life, he shall receive it a hundredfold. God want to bless you while you down here. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And the righteous shall inherit the earth. Somebody need to be reaching up, pulling down your inheritance. I don't care. You may be busted and disgusted. You may be so poor you can't even pay attention. But I guarantee you this time next year, if you will walk up right before God, walk up right. One pair of socks, walk up right. One pair of shoes, walk up right. One coat, walk up right. One pair of pants, walk up right. My mama said, wash the mountain worm. Hey, don't nobody know you ain't got but one pair. Wash them and worm. Amen. You'll be clean. Watch them in worm. Be decent. Be clean. Uh-huh. Be sanitized. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and appreciate. Then God will give you another pair. And he'll give you another pair of shoes and another pair of pants and another skirt and another jacket and another coat. As you walk up right before him, he'll bless you little by little more and more. Listen, and don't walk with the counsel. Quit licking the wicked people, nor stand in the way of sinners. Now, people have got this verse messed up. And when they talking about, well, when you're doing wrong, you, you're standing in the way of sinners and they're keeping somebody else from getting to heaven. That is not what this verse means. This verse means just what it says. Don't you stand in their ways. Don't mean, it don't mean stand in their ways so they can't come to heaven. What it means is don't you walk like they walk. Don't you do like they do. Don't you go over there standing in that sin they're standing in. You stay away from it. But don't sit in the seat of the scornful, neither stand in the sin that they are. Are you understanding me? Don't walk in the counsel of the wicked, 
nor go and stand in their ways. You know their ways are wrong. You know you ain't got no benefit out of the club. You've been born again. You've been bought with a pride. You're not your own. You're a child of God, and you know good and well. You ain't got no business standing up in that club with all that crowd when God done saved you. He told you come out from a month. You can't serve the Lord and stay in the club. Stay among ungodly people, partying all the time. He said, come out from among them, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. You got to come out. You can't sit in there with them. That means that that means sit in their ways. That means you end up with them. You partying with them. You going along with what they're doing. Oh, I hope somebody got that. And people, you to beat people up. Talking about you said you standing in the way of selling because selling can't. You can't stand in the way of no seller. Yo, yo, that seller got the, that seller standing in his own way. The mistake we make, yes, we make mistakes, but your mistake ain't going to stand before God and call, call that sinner not to go to heaven. And that sinner don't go to heaven either because he didn't repent. It's because he didn't get saved. It's because he didn't make Jesus Lord and save his life. You ain't the only one sitting before him. Everywhere he turn around, people are sitting. If he don't get right, that's his choice. Listen to this. Not only are you not, not walking to the council of the ungodly, number one song, go with me, or stand in the way of sinner. Or sitting in the listen, sitting in the seat of the scornful. That those that ain't gonna live nothing, they ain't gonna do right. Don't want you to they're talking about you, scandalizing your name, scandalizing everybody else's name, saying all kind of things about the preacher, making jokes on the commercials on TV about the mistakes the preacher made or this or that. Scoffers, mm-hmm. criticizers, that want to want to want to speak ugly about somebody, make it hard on somebody. You don't want God. Don't want you to. Staying with them, doing what they do, and don't sit with them. They are doing what they're doing, scoffing people, talking about Christian people. But listen, but talking about a righteous person now, God wants to bless you. But here's the light. It's in the law of the Lord. Talking about the Bible. Your delight is in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And every time you get an opportunity to read that Bible, read that Bible. Read it with joy. Read it with excitement. It don't mean you got to read 120 pages. It don't mean you got to read 20 pages when you read. But if you don't need nothing but a chapter or two, read it with delight. Read it with an understanding. Read it with joy. You'll be so blessed reading. You all, oh, you just, oh, if you're not reading your Bible, I encourage you to read your Bible. Because this is where your strength comes from. This is where your joy comes from. This is where your sanctification comes from. Your sanctification does not come from prayer. It's okay to pray, but sanctification doesn't come with prayer. The Bible says you are sanctified through the truth, for thy word is true. Uh huh. Then it turns around and says, you are cleansed through the word that I have spoken unto you, if you do whatsoever I said. Now listen to that last part. He said you are cleansed if you do what the word said. You can read the word all day long. If you don't do what the word said, it ain't going to clean you. It's going to clean you when you do what it says. What you look like going by a bar of soap, take it in there at the sink, and then wash your hand and the soap land on the side. You do open the soap, lay it there, didn't even touch it. Don't want to wash your hand and left the soap. You think the soap gonna clean your hand, land on the side of the sink? No, you gotta put that soap in your hand and rub it around in your hand to get that dirt off. So it is with the word of God. You just can't look at it. You gotta put it inside you, so it can clean you. It'll clean you from committing adultery. It'll clean you from committing fornication. It'll clean you from drinking liquor. It'll clean you from smoking dope. It'll clean you from lying. You hear me? It'll clean you from lust. It'll clean you from hypocrisy. But you got to do what it says. Read the scriptures, and it got to do with hypocrisy. Got to do with lust. Got to do with lying. You got to do with covetousness. Read those scriptures, and then whatever they say. What well, the scripture said, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. That's simple. Quit lusting after something that belongs to somebody else to the point that you want to hurt them to get it. This is sanctification. It's sanctifying yourself. You hear what I'm saying? And you're letting the word cleanse you. It's washing you. It's making you whole. It's making you clean in the spirit. Listen, not only are you going to light yourself in the law of the Lord, which is the word of God, but you're going to meditate in it day and night. Wow. We just at the second verse, y'all. Got, <coughs> excuse me. Food about to run up on the plate right now. We just at the second verse. Amen. We might need to get some sideboards here to get heavier. It said you meditate in God's word day and night. Even when you're even when you're not reading the word, meditate on what you read. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
He makes me to lie down in green pasture. He leadeth me beside the still water. He restores my soul. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and the righteous shall inherit the earth. Meditate on God. I shall look unto the hills which come at my help. Why? Because all my help comes from the Lord. Our Father who in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Meditate. Meditate. Meditate on his word. Read what it says. I did take that word and apply it to your life, and it'll cleanse you. It'll straighten you. Huh? They that wait upon the Lord. See, now you're, you're going through something, about to give up, about to quit. But go to the 40th song and read what it says. They that wait upon the Lord, meditate on that, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Meditate on what that said. You're waiting on God. And while you're waiting on God, God's going to renew your strength. You're not restored. Listen, you got to understand, you're not renewing your strength. God is renewing your strength. He's renewing it because you wait. Do you not know if you don't wait, God can't renew your strength? Hmm? They said a quitter can never win, and a winner will never lose. You cannot have your strength renewed if you don't wait on God. Guess what? If you quit, you're already defeated. If you give up, you're already defeated. If you stop, you're already defeated. If you throw in the towel, you're already defeated. God can't even help you. God can't help a quitter. God can't help a, a, a loser. God can't even help a person that give up. How can he help you? You don't give up. He can encourage you not to give up. He will help you if you gave up, but it's up to you not to give up. Wow. But meditate on his word day and night. Speak life to every dead situation. Say, I'm going to make it because God said I'm going to make it. Say, if God be for me, who did can be against me? Keep on encouraging yourself. God is going to bring me out of this. I am an overcomer by the words of my testimony. Meditate on it. I did he say, when you do this and read God's word and meditate on it, the third verse says, and ye shall be like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruits in the season, and his leaf shall not wither. And all that he does, he'll prosper. Oh, where are we coming show that? Somebody need to ask somebody, where are you coming show it? Now, look at this here. This is one number one song. I'm here down here. I'm down here just at down here just at the third verse, and, and, and this ain't packed with goodies. It said that if you walk, if you get in the Bible and meditate on the words in the Bible and stay away from sinful people, letting them counsel you and, and, and got you talking about the people in the choir, talking about the members of the church, and talking about the pastor did, the pastor shouldn't did it, the pastor did that. I would have done it with You're around ungodly, wicked people. They fill your head with negativity. But God said if you sit by in that seat and listen not to their counsel, but delight in the word of God and meditate in it, he said you're going to be like a tree planted by a river of water. See, when you plant it by a river, you can't go dry. Because that river got plenty of water. And a tree planted by the river is bigger than a tree planted out in the field somewhere. Because that tree sucking up water. And it gets plenty of water. And that tree gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Why? It said, listen, it said that the fruits is not. In other words, there's so much water coming up out from the river that the leaves on the tree can't wither. Even in the heat of the day. In the heat of the day, the leaves don't they'll get all wilted and dried up. Because there's plenty of water in the leaves. Uh-huh. And say so you're going to yield for fruit. That tree going to yield fruit because it's planted by the water. It's going to yield for fruit and in and, 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 and its season. In other words, when the season comes for apples to come off, or when the season comes for oranges to come out, when the season comes, whatever season that is, for that tree to produce whatever it got on it, it's going to produce it. It ain't going to lose. The apples ain't going to get ripe before they're supposed to. The pearls ain't going to get ripe before they're supposed to. The lemons ain't going to get ripe before they're supposed to. The grapes ain't going to get ripe before they're supposed to because they're planted by the river of water. And in its season, it's going to produce. And it's going to prosper. That tree's going to prosper. Talking about you. God is speaking to us like we're a tree. He's using an example of a tree where Paul is talking about us. We're going to be like a tree. He said, we'll be like a tree. He didn't say the tree going to be like the tree. He said, we will be like the tree, that person that's walking in the way of God, reading the Bible and meditating. <laughs> Excuse me. Who is meditating on the Lord shall be like a tree planted 
vibe and real world. Can you see that tree at that water? Can you see in your mind that tree sitting on the bank, them leaves so pretty and green, shade, limbs on the tree, ain't all rotten and decayed? The tree sitting there so pretty, the birds are in it, the squirrels are in it, because the tree is sitting by the river. Amen? He said, listen, he said, he said, and uh, he shall prosper. He said, but the wicked is not so. Now he jumped out and see, we're talking about the righteous and the wicked. We're talking about the blessing of being righteous and the curses of being wicked. If you're wicked, you're already cursed. The scripture says if you don't know God, judgment is already on you. It ain't that God going to judge you. The scripture says you already, that you already condemned. If you're not living right, if you're not holding up the standard of rightness, the Bible says point blank, you already condemned. See, if you die right now, we don't have to, no one has to figure out where you're going. You already condemned yourself. If you die down out of the blood of Jesus, if you die down out of the will of God, if you die not without being born again, you've already been judged. The judgment already been said. The Bible says you already condemned to hell. Why? Because you died in your sin. You died without the blood of Jesus washing your sin away. Wow, that's stripped y'all. He said, but the wicked shall be like the child. It's like having a handful of flour. And you open your hand, the wind that blow that flower everywhere, you'll never get it back. He said, the wicked shall be like the wind that the child blowed away. Just blowed away. Amen? Just blowed away. Let go to the fourth verse. The wicked are not so, but are like the child that the wind drives away. Talking about the wicked now. He don't say what the righteous, I believe the righteous going to be sitting by that river. He said, but the wicked shall be like the child that the wind drives away. Look at the field verse. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. God said he's going to spread a table before the righteous. He didn't say that the wicked could come to it. He said, I'll spread a table before you in the presence of your enemy and the presence of the wicked. They can see you. They'll see you sitting there eating, but they can't come to the table. They can't come to the feast. You hear me? The righteous, that's why he says the wicked and the righteous can't walk in the same place in God. You're trying to get somebody to walk with you, you know they ain't right. You're trying to carry somebody who you know they ain't right. But you need to carry yourself. Let them come on their own. Every tub got to sit on its own bottom. Every tub. The fifth verse said in the last verse, for the Lord knows the ways of the righteous. but the ways of the wicked were perished. It said, the Lord knows the ways of the righteous. Isn't that something? But he said, the ways of the wicked, they're going to perish. God knows our ways. He sees us every day. Ain't nothing here from God. Nothing at all here from God. He's a God of judgment. He's a God of righteousness. He's a God of truth. And the Bible said that he will bless you if you walk up right. I got some verses that I want to share with you. This next half hour, take them and apply them to your life. And like I said, it's no good if you don't apply. The Bible says, now he that know the way, but he that does the way. So you can know the Bible all day from Genesis to Revelation, but if you don't know, do it, it ain't going to do you good, and it ain't going to help nobody else either. So not only know it, but do it. Apply it to your life. Listen. It says, First Peter 2 and 11 says, Beloved, I urge you as soldier and in, and exile to abstain from the passion of the flesh with wages war against your soul, See, this is what's going on in the world today. Either we're walking in the flesh. Do you not know the flesh have passions? The flesh have desires? And if you walk in them, compa- them passions, they're going to war against your soul. Now there's a war going on you. you got to remember now, one time, the only one person lived inside of your house. That was you. But when you become born again, another person moved inside you. That's a new you. you got the old you, the Adam you. And you got the new you and the Jesus you. You got the Adamic nature in you, and you got the Jesus nature in you. You see what I'm saying? 
And the Paul said there's a war going on inside. When I decided to do good, he was always present. So you've got to be careful about that adamant nature. But if you get weak and start reading your Bible, you start fasting and praying, you start, start going to church and Bible study, then the old you're going to get strong and the new you're going to get weak. I've always watched the, mon- the movie Mummy, the mummy, how that they went there and, and they took that cross off of that tomb and, and he got up. And he did so kind of, he did so kind of, he did so much high when he got up because before they could get him back in there. Huh? You have to be careful about the old you. He'll get up. He'll get up if you don't keep the cross on him. If you don't keep the blood on that old you. You hear me? You got to keep the blood. That what Paul, Paul said that, that I, Paul said that, that I would do. Listen to this. I, that, that, I, this used to confuse me when I, when I first read that. I said, what in the world does that mean? What did Paul try to say? Paul trying to say there's two peoples in your house. One want to do wrong and one want to do right. And the one that is the strongest is the one that's going to win. The one that is strongest, I'm called the other to be subject. He's going to be subject to his authority. Just like parent over the children. The parent is the stronger one in the house. So the children are supposed to be subject to the parent. Parents, children are supposed to be telling the parent what to do. Parents are supposed to be telling the children what to do. I be listening to people calling me many years ago about their child. The child do this, the child won't do that. The child in the bed, they won't get up and go to school, and they don't know what to do. And the child ain't number nine years old. Uh, I said, let me tell you what to do then. I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you the solution to your problem, and you won't even have to worry about the calling me no more. You go in that backyard, and there in that backyard, there's a tree back there with some little switches on it. You take and get you about one or two of them, go back in that bedroom, and you let her know who the boss is. I guarantee you she'll catch the bus. She'll be standing inside the road in the morning when the bus comes. So you can't let kids provoke you uh, not to walk in the door because the law said this and the law said I told the law you got to come and lock me up because I'm going to raise my children. And if I got to chastise them, I'm going to chastise them. They ain't going to tell me what to do. I'm the master of the house. I'm the strong one and I'm not them. I'm walking around there scared of them, scared because they're going to call the law. They're going to call 911. Call 911 and 911 come. I'll send you with 911. Let, let 911 take you at home and let them raise you. Because I would refuse to raise a rebellious child because the law says, you, hello, anybody in the house? So remember, the strong one always going to win. Parents, you got to be strong in the house. you the parents of the house. You, you tell that child. You don't want that child shacking in the house? You tell them that. They want to get mad and leave? Let them leave. Don't you go give it in to them because you don't want them to leave. Somebody, I don't want my girl to leave. And look, she got to obey your rules there. And if she leaves, then there ain't nothing you can do about it. But don't you turn your house into an ungodly place because you try to satisfy the desire of the of this world who want to walk in the flesh. We walk in the spirit. We don't walk in the flesh. The Bible says they didn't walk in the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They didn't walk in the spirit do mind the things of the spirit. We are not flesh-walking people. We are spiritual-walking people because we want of the blessings of the Lord that made for and rich and added no sorrow. I don't know about you. I want some more of the blessings of the Lord. I'm greedy when it comes down to the blessings of the Lord. I just want him to shower me with abundance. Y'all excuse me. I'm getting excited here. I want him to shower me with abundance. Oh, I want to I want to walk in his goodness. I, my song that they got out now, uh, that, that, the, uh, uh, that, that is sung, uh, about the triplets, uh, 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 I sing that song so often. The goodness of the Lord, oh my God, is running after me. Oh, the goodness of the Lord, the goodness of the Lord is running after me. Amen. God's goodness is running after me. And I want it to run after me the more. Oh, you ain't blessed until God's goodness run after you. What you mean, Apostle? God's goodness running after me. I feel something, y'all. Oh, my God, I hope I can get through this because I'm getting right excited here. Uh, the, the Word of God said, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. If goodness and mercy not follow you, you ain't getting all the benefit that God got for you. God wants goodness and mercy to follow you, follow you when you're sick, follow you when you're well, follow you when you're down, follow you when you're up, follow you when you're poor, follow you when you're rich, follow you when you feel bad. Follow you when you feel good. Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. But you got to dwell in the house of the Lord. You can't serve God sometimes. You can't be a sometime Christian serving God sometimes. You got to serve God all the time. When you get up in the morning till you lay down at night, 
you know, and I again, I listen to the Foster Twin, the, the Foster Triplets, and I love when they sing the goodness of the Lord. I just get to cry when they get to sing it. The goodness of the Lord is running out of me. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fail me all my days. I will hear in your hand from the moment that I rose up. You will lay down my head. I shall talk, and I shall talk about the goodness of God. Can I say it again? I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fail me all my days. I shall trust in your hand from the moment that I rose up to I lay down my head. I shall sing of the goodness of Lord. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. Every moment I am able, I shall sing of the goodness of the Lord. Oh, I hope that helped you and somebody. I helped somebody. God want to bless you. All he wants you to do is walk right. All he wants you to do right. Come on, have an immature of your life. See what you're doing wrong. This ain't no judgment message this evening. I didn't come to condemn you. Jesus said he came not to condemn, but to render the righteous to repentance. You are righteous, amen, to bring sinners to repentance. Now, if God came to bring sinners to repentance, how much more should a righteous repent? If sinners got to repent, how much more should a righteous repent? Just know that God loves you. You got to love God. Don't only be talking about God loves you. Do you love God? So when you walk up right, you show God you love him. Listen to what the scripture said. The scripture said, he that say he loved me and keep not my commandment is a liar. So you've been lying to God. Did you know you were lying to God? Yes, you, you've been lying. God said you're lying. You said you love him, but yet you're doing what you want to do. That's the same thing as a wife telling her, a husband telling his wife that he loves her, but he got a girlfriend on the side. You think she's going to believe that? No, she's not going to believe that. But he's talking about he loved her, but yet he got a girlfriend on the side. You're telling God you love him, but you're hugging on the devil. Don't you think God je- The Bible says God is a jealous. Now, I know you didn't say that part. Yes, I did. The scripture said that God is a jealous God. You ain't going to love God and the devil, too, and think everything's going to be all right. Did you hear what I say? You're not going to love God and the devil, too, and think everything's going to be because it ain't going to be all right. God said, Luke won't, heart or cold, be heart or cold. Luke won't, I spit you out of my mouth. God said, I'm a jealous God. That's what he told the children of Israel. He said, I'm a jealous God, and thou shalt have no other God before me. You can't put nothing between you and God and expect God to bless you. God want to bless your socks out. He want to blow your mind. He want to fill up your joy. He want to give you an abundance. He want to bring you to a wealthy place. But you got to do right. Listen to what it said in Romans 12 and 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worth, your reasonable service. What does that mean? It means in the days of old, uh, they bought lambs, and they had to kill the lamb. They had, they had to die in order to be a sacrifice. And they would kill the lamb, the goat, the pigeon, whatever they bought. They would kill it at a sacrifice and burn it on the altar. God said, bring yourself alive. You ain't got to die. You are a living sacrifice. So sacrifice ain't even accepted until it's dead. But God said, because Jesus done died for you, I consider you dead. When you come to me, I consider you dead because Jesus died for you. He didn't die for one. He died for everybody. And because Jesus died on the cross, you dead. You're dead to sin. You're dead to iniquity. You're dead to the world. So really you are dead sacrifice because you're dead to the world. He said, present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, Baba Shay. Holy and acceptable. God ain't going to receive it until you're holy. He said, it's holy and acceptable. You got to be holy. You want God to receive you and you won't live holy? Come on, baby. Come on, husband. You got a girlfriend on the side, send him back home now. Come on, wife. If you got a boyfriend, send him back home now. If you're doing something outside your marriage, if you're breaking your marriage vow, God wants you to straighten that up so he can bless you. He wants to bless you, but you got to clean your life up. 
You come on, you got to keep that married vow that you made. You got to be faithful to your husband and love him only for better words and sickness and help. Some of, some of you, it ain't got nothing to do with infidelity. You just mean. You're just a mean wife. You're just a mean husband. You're both mean at one another, talking mean to one another. You ain't doing nothing but hitting your blessings. You hitting his blessings, he hitting your blessings. Y'all should have been blessed beyond measure. Oh, so many greater things should have happened in your life. You won't leave one another. You won't go ahead and separate. The Bible says two cannot agree. Let them separate. Because if you don't separate, you dare not agree. You're going to vex one another's spirit. You're going to steal his joy. He's going to steal your joy. You're going to steal his anointing. He's going to steal your anointing. And all y'all doing is vexing one another down there. So God said it's better that you just go ahead and separate until you get the act together. Then if you get your act together and decide that you want to come back together, then do that. Oh, I got excited about that. Galatians 5 and 22 says, but the fruits of the Spirit, love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. God wants you to allow the fruits of the Spirit to manifest. Listen to this. Listen to this. I don't want this tree already have the orange in it before you put the seed in the ground. An orange seed already had an orange tree in it. That orange seed already had limbs inside. That orange seed already had oranges inside it. I know you don't see it, but it's inside. But the Bible says the seed is in itself. That orange seed has everything it needs on the inside. You ain't got to put nothing in it. All you got to do is put it in the ground. When you put it in the ground seven or eight years from now, that, that seed will show you that they, that they got limbs in it and a stem in it and a root in it and a tree in it. It will show you that oranges is in it, but it'll be six to seven years from now before that be manifested. You will see the tree, you will see the limb, but it'll be six to seven years before you see the oranges. The Holy Ghost has already the fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit that don't come out of the air, like they're coming from heaven, uh, from a ship, or an angel brought to you. The fruits of the Spirit is already in the Spirit. Does that make sense? The fruits of the Spirit is already in the Spirit. What you got to do is read your Bible fast and pray and walk right before God so that they can be manifested. This is why God cursed through trials and tests to manifest the fruits that is already in you. They're already in there. Listen, when that when that husband man, when the man that worked that, that worked in the apple orchard or he worked in peace orchard, he does not go out there and put no apples in that tree. He does not go out there and put no oranges on them tree. He don't do nothing to put no oranges on the tree. If there is any apples on the tree, he didn't put them there. If there is any oranges, he didn't put them there. All he went there is to prune the tree so nothing would hinder the apples or hinder the oranges from not being a hundredfold, becoming 100% as many apples. He'd take out them bad limbs and move all that debris out so the sun can shine. So that tree will produce the most peaches, the most oranges, the most grapes that it can do. That's what his job is. Over that, the seed is in itself. The apples is in the apple. The oranges in the grapes are in the grapes. So it is with the Holy Spirit. It's inside you. And you got to fast and pray and read your Bible. For the word for the word of God is like fertilizer. When you read the word of God, it's like that, that, that peace orchard. He go out there and put fertilizer around the bottom of his soda and different little uh, things that make that will help the tree to grow. That's what he does. It's the only thing he does. And this is what you gotta do. You gotta let read God's word and apply it to your life so that the fruits on the inside you can grow. So you can get more love. And you can get more joy. You can get more peace. You'll be more patient. You'll be more kind. You'll be more gentle. You'll be more faithful. See, these things ain't going to come overnight. Just like that apple. Listen, just like how how you think these things going to come overnight and you just got saved a few days ago. These things come down through a process of time. That orange tree didn't produce no orange in the first year. It didn't produce no orange in the sixth or the seventh year. It probably the eighth or the ninth year before oranges started growing on that tree. It was a process. So it is with the fruits of the Spirit. When you become born again, they all don't come out right then. God has to tell you trials and tests. He allows things to come in your life. He allows people to act crazy. He allows people to hurt your feelings. Uh -huh. He allows you to be disappointed. He allows you to be talked about and lied on it. One trial after another. And why these trials are coming? They're fertilizing you. They're making you strong. When one time you were weak, but now you're strong. One time you were cussing, but now you don't cuss no more. One time you were mad, but now you won't mad no more. One time you didn't have no joy, but now you got more joy than you can stand yourself. Why? 
because God allows you to go through. He allows testing to come in your life. Is that all right? First Timothy 4 and 7, have nothing to do with, with, with reverence. Silly merit. Rather train yourself for godliness. Have nothing to do with silly people. Have nothing to do with people joking about God and joking about God people and making ugly jokes, making blasphemous jokes about Christianity. Don't have nothing to do with them. Uh-uh, this ain't nothing to play with. See, the one thing I did do, when I was out there riding with my friends, yeah, we did some crazy stuff. We throw, we throw some stop sign down. <laughs> we turned some direction sign the wrong way so the people go the wrong way. That, you know, that's what teenagers do. That's what we did. We were out to run around to them. But when they got ready to go into the churchyard, I didn't even know the Lord. I got out of the car. I said, no, baby, I don't play with God. I didn't even know God, but I knew one thing. I know not to play with him. Some of you are playing with God. You think it's a joke. The Bible says it's a terrible thing to fall in the hand of an angry. You can't play with God. You got to be right or wrong, baby. It better be right. If you ain't going to do it, don't play with it. God is real. God is real. His judgment will destroy you. His judgment will destroy you. Yes, he's a just and righteous God, but don't play with his judgment. Leave his people alone. Get your mouth off of God's people. Quit talking about God's people. Calling God's people all kind of names. If God's people doing wrong, God's going to judge his people. He don't need you to do nothing. Who is you? And by the way, how are you going to talk about somebody when you, when, when you ain't got nothing yourself? I mean, how how the dry tree uh, going to talk about a green tree? How somebody ain't got nothing going to talk about somebody got something? We're so guilty of, of the running people down when we're in a bad shape, our own self. Got a beam in our eye talking about somebody who got a moat in our eye. Second Timothy 3 and 16, all scripture is bred out by God, a prophet for teaching, for the reproach, for correction, for the training in righteousness. We're talking about living right now. That's what the scripture is for. The scripture is to help you live right. You just don't come up with something other to live right. You read what the Bible says. That's how you know what to live right. But grandma said do this, and grandma said do that. It ain't do grandma no good. So why are you trying to solve something grandma said when grandma still messed up? Grandma got the refrigerator full of beer, wine, and liquor, and got somebody coming in the back door, and you talking about grandma said, honey, you need to get in the word of God. Do what the word says. And, and read the scripture because they are profitable. It will prosper you. If you walk right before God, God will prosper you. You hear me? God will bring you to a wealthy place. He will bless you with such blessing that make one rich. I mean, God has blessed me. He has blessed my sons out. He has been good to me. I have no, listen, I have no fault in God. I have no fault in him. He's been good to me. If I was put on the sand and question about God's goodness, I have no fault in God. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things pass away, behold, all things that become new. If you ain't changing, if you say you've been born again and you're not changing, you need to check yourself. You need to check something wrong somewhere. You say you've been born again and you still walking the same way. You still cussing. You still lying. You still going to the club. You still shacking. You still doing the same thing? You might need to go back to all again. You done missed something somewhere. Because when you truly been born again, you you don't have nothing to do with it. God does this. See, when you become born again, God does it. Just like I tell you about the tree. Once that seed in the ground, the rest is in God's hand. He the one works the miracle of, of, of making that seed, that seed turn into a an orange tree and bring oranges later. God is the one who's going to manifest. God is the one going to take you from higher height to deeper death. God is the one going to take you from one stage to another. God is the one that's going to clean you up. You ain't going to clean yourself up. If you can clean yourself up, you don't need God. God is the one that's going to sanctify you. God is the one that's going to, going to get that cursing out of you, get that lying out of you. He's going to purge you with his shepherd. Talking about his blood. The writer say, purge you with his shit, you might be white as snow. He's going to purge you with his shit. His blood is going to wash you. As you read God's word, that's God's blood. That Jesus shed his blood for you. He's going to purge you. As you read his word, it washes you. Oh, my God, red blood make you white as snow. Ain't that something? Red blood is going to make you white as snow. God is the only one can do it. And you need to let him do it. Walk right. Make sure your mind today, this afternoon, from this day forth, you're going to walk right before God is the best of your ability. If you can't, ask God to help you. Say, so, Lord, help me, Lord. I ain't been walking right like I should have God. I ain't been crossing my teeth and dotting my eyes. God, I ain't been I ain't been walking in your word, fasting and praying and, and living holy like I should God. I still got issues in my life. I still got habits. Ask God. Tell God. And God will get you through it. Huh? God will get you through it. 
1 Peter 2 and 2. Like newborn infants, long for pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow in his salvation. You got a hunger for God. You're like a baby want milk. And that baby keep on crying until that mama give milk. Like a newborn baby want milk. You got to want God's word. You want to walk, you want to, you got to want to walk in God's ways. You got to want to do God's will. You got to want to keep God's commandment in ordinance and his statutes from Genesis to Revelation. And you got to want to hold up holy and clean hands. Galatians 5 and 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not greatly desire the flesh. See, this is what happens. You got to learn. You got to learn how to walk in the spirit. Because the more you walk in the spirit, the desire of the flesh will go away. And you won't desire to be lusted. You won't desire to want to do fleshly things. Why? Because the more you walk in the spirit, the more it kills the flesh. The more it makes the flesh subject. The more it makes the flesh get quiet. Flesh won't be talking to you, telling you to do that and do that. Why? Because the spirit done blocked the flesh out. The spirit done crucified the flesh. Done put the flesh at bay. Ah. Uh, John 14 and 6, and Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's through Christ Jesus. He's the one. So many religions out there. But only through Christ Jesus can we find a, have a hiding place. Only in Christ Jesus do we have a hiding place. You hear me? Only in Christ Jesus. Only in, we won't get into all the religions. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus said, come up any other way, but like a thief and a robber. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the door to the seat coat. Hebrews 13 and 5 says, keep your life free from the love of money and by content with what you have. For he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Don't lust after money. Be content with what you have. God said, I'll take care of you. I won't forsake you. I'll meet your needs. You ain't got to steal nothing from nobody. You ain't got to rob nobody. You ain't got to work all your days, three or four jobs. I still ain't making it. Won't pay your tithe with neither one of the jobs, but yet you want God to bless. And look like you're worse off now. You're tired, you're run down, having anxiety because you're working three or four jobs and still ain't meeting needs. Wouldn't that tell you something? God can take one job and meet all your needs and have money left over. Here you are with four jobs and still can't make it because you're trying to do it your way. You're trying to do it your way. Psalm 119 and 105. I'll let that be my last verse. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. We thank God this afternoon talking about righteousness. Yes, I encourage you. If you ain't right, to get right. If you are right and you got some ism and schism going on in your life, get rid of that ism and schism. Because God would hold no good thing. He said no good thing. What is a good thing? Whatever you need, whatever you want. Do be right with God. Be honest with yourself. Clean up your life. Lay down every weight in the sins for either beset you. Get the people out of your life. Get the friends out of your life. Get get the crowd out of your life that is calling you to come short of God goes. You know you don't mess up till you get around them. You'll be doing good if you get around that crowd. You'll be getting good around good if them get them folks out there in the world. They know you've been born again. They know you're saved. It ain't so much that they're trying to make you backslide. They, they just want you to come on back out there and be with them. And when they're doing so, they, they strip, they're stealing your joy, they're stealing your strength, and you're displeasing the Lord. And God don't want you displeasing him. God wants you to get your act together and walk upright so he can bless you. There are blessings that have been held up now because you won't get your act together. God's not going to bless you. Listen, listen, listen. God's not going to bless you in your mess. You hear what I'm saying? He's not going to bless you in your mess. You've got to come out of your mess if you want the Lord to bless you. Uh, and he wants to do that. So we're going to thank God. Precious Father. And loving God, we just thank you and praise you that you have given us your spirit. And in your spirit, we can live right. We don't have to allow the flesh to, to, to rule us. Because greater he that is in us and he that is in the world. The Bible says because your spirit is in us, we don't desire to sin no more. We don't desire to lust no more. We don't desire to do wrong no more. And we just praise you. We just lift you up. And we just magnify your name. Why? Because you're worthy to be praised from the rise of the sun to the going down of the same. Be with us now, God, and the glory shall be yours, the honor and the praise.
strengthen us where we're weak, God. Build us up where we may be torn down. Help us to get in your word and stay in your word. Eat your word. And then apply your word to our lives, oh God. Everyone on the sound of my voice that heard this message, that this message may, may be concerned, you be with them, oh God. Help them to cross their teeth and dot their eyes. Help them to lay down every weight their sins over set them. Help them to hold up holy and clean hands. Help them to do of your will and of your good pleasure, God. In the name of you to get back in the right fasting and praying and seeking your faith that you might put your love back into them, that you might be their God and allow them to be your child. We thank you. We praise you. Continue to bless the apostles. Continue to take her to higher heights and deeper depth, God. Continue to anoint her friends as she obey your God, as she do your will and of your good pleasure. And she allow this radio ministry to keep on, God. Give her the strength. Give her the strength to hear your voice. Not satisfy man, but satisfy you, that you might get the glory out of her for doing so. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 